Hello and welcome to FMC. I am Jeremy. That is SP3. It is Tuesday, June 27th. We're coming to you a little bit later than our usual 8.30. And as I was talking with SP3 off air, we're going to be at 9, like pretty much all summer, because I can actually sleep in a little. And I take advantage of sleep when I can get it. So yeah, 9 o'clock start throughout the summer. SP3, how you doing, buddy? I am doing well. I feel I feel a little bit more well rested than I did yesterday. I finished a week worth of wrestling content, so I'm very happy to be here to not talk about wrestling after I had to talk about AEW for four straight days. That was that was a lot, and I, I really enjoy AEW. My second favorite promotion, but that was a lot of AEW for four straight days. Second favorite promotion is your favorite promotion. MLW. That's got to be NWA, you know. Progressive, <laughs> progressive champion they got over there. You know. I didn't want to go with the obvious NWA. What are we doing talking wrestling? All right, that that's enough of that. Good job, everybody. Um, <laughs> we're, we're in a nice segue. We're segueing from what you usually hear on this channel to yeah. what we usually talk on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, let's let's talk about the the NBA everyone so we had the uh we had the great chris paul trade everyone that was we almost had an emergency podcast for that honestly we almost did because he got traded twice in one week yeah yeah Nobody i wanted. thought he was going to lakers you know last week after he got traded to the wizards and they were gonna buy him out or trade him again i was like ah, he's going he's going to lakers 100 percent, and then he did it you thought he was going to the Clippers. I think you were just trying to troll me. There was a little bit of smoke to, to the Clippers. Uh, there was some smoke to the Clippers, but he goes to the Warriors. He goes to the Warriors basically for Jordan Poole. That's the deal. There's other whatever matters to it, but it's Chris Paul for, for Jordan Poole. What are your thoughts, SP3? I think I know your thoughts, but I actually don't. So what are your thoughts? I'm so... Um pleasantly pleased i don't know if that's ever been said on anywhere but pleasantly pleased by all of this because chris paul got traded twice in one week he is like uh calvin cambridge from like mike where he goes to one he goes to the 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 the, the, the fake uh fresh prince of bel-air house and he does he doesn't really feel comfortable there so he goes to another orphanage in the same uh, another uh you know guy who morris chestnut's character that becomes his daddy like he got traded twice in one week he's an orphan that nobody wanted nobody wanted this old ass man choke p3 injury prone choke prone he got he got traded twice in one week. That is just like, oh my God. It just, it just to my soul. It's just food to my soul. You know, soul food. Oh man. Know that how love goes. It's good for the soul, soul, soul food. Yes, it is soul food for my soul that Chris Paul got traded twice in one week. But about the trade, about the actual trade, the second trade where he got went to the Golden State Warriors, I don't know how I really feel about that because it's like, yes, Jordan Poole was an issue. Yes, there was no water 
in the pool, uh, especially against the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA playoffs. But you paid him that much money. He was averaging 21 points per game in the regular season off the bench. He was one of the best six mans in the whole entire league to then go from there to you trade him for a broken down Chris Paul. And I'm sorry, I have to make one more wrestling comparison that Chris Paul has has maybe the equivalent downgrade from Chris Paul of 2011 to Chris Paul of 2023 of Kenta in 2007 to Kenta in 2023. Like those, that's like the parallels. So if we're since we're making parallels, the theme of today's show, making parallels between wrestling and and this, that is the best comparison that I could put for people. The downgrade in quality, the injuries, the choking. Chris Paul is not improving the Golden State Warriors. Like, it just is what it is. I don't think he is that much of an improvement. I don't think they had that much of a need for a backup point guard that can, you know, run the offense for the second unit as much as they needed scoring for the second unit. And that's what Jordan Poole did. But I understand him and Draymond Green, that is a rift that was never going to be recovered. And Draymond Green, it seems like they're going to offer him a three-year deal, uh, going to get him read up, put him back on the team. And that's all fine and dandy. And maybe one more offseason of rest and maybe getting recovery. Clay Thompson can be closer to the Clay Thompson in his prime than what he was in the postseason season all of that is all fine and dandy but i don't see how this initially improves your team on the court i know off the court it definitely improves your team because you're taking someone away that didn't get along with one of your key pieces that is one thing i don't see how it improves them on the court though yet here's how it improves them on the court they get a smart basketball player jordan Poole, as good of a scorer as he is very inconsistent, inconsistent score would take some bad shots. Steph Curry got thrown out of a game last year because he threw his mouthpiece after a shot. Jordan Poole took Jordan Poole took a bad shot. Steph Curry was so upset at this shot that he chucked his mouthpiece into the stands and they tossed him from the game. He take Jordan Poole. They, that Lakers game game one, I believe where Jordan Poole is like playing well, but then decides to chuck up a bad shot at the end of the game is a, almost a dagger shot, or I think it might've been a potential, you know, go ahead shot. Like he takes bad shots. He doesn't play. He doesn't play make well. He doesn't get others involved. He plays no defense. He's the, the, he makes bad decisions. That That's really what it comes down to. He doesn't make a lot of great decisions. Again, great offensive player, great scoring punch. He helped them win a title because of that but now with with steph getting older with clay maybe i mean he's declining there's no maybe about that with draymond getting older you have an older core so did they feel comfortable jordan pulls the guy to lead us to the next iteration of the warriors clearly they didn't feel comfortable with that they did two seasons ago when they handed him a 40 million dollar contract uh for for four years 40 million per year not not 10 per um they they did when they had him that contract, but the Draymond punch changed things. Like let's let's yes. be honest about that. Like it it does have to do with on court stuff. It also has to do with with off court because 
that the relationship was just fractured after that. And so they made their choice. They went with Draymond because he's been there. He's won championships. He's part of that core group. They made their choice when he came. And I do think by the way, that Jordan Poole's play this season was affected by just the fractured relationship between it. And that's Draymond's fault. I, I, I don't put that on Jordan Poole at all. That that's Draymond's fault. And he has to be better about that. And he didn't, you know, he, he was like, yeah, sure. Whatever we'll, we'll play. But it was clearly, it clearly wasn't working be between those two. And there was still a little bit of a rift there. Um, and I feel bad for Jordan Poole because of that. When it comes to Chris Paul, yes, he's much older. He doesn't play much defense either. He still tries hard. I, I will say that compared to like Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole's effort wasn't always there and he's just not very good. Chris Paul will give you like the effort, but he's just, he's, he's washed like defensively, he's on, especially he's defensively. On he's, the, old. He, he's not even on the decline. He's at the decline. He yeah. made it. He made it to the decline. He was on the decline when he got to Phoenix and he had one more great season in him and he got them to, to the NBA finals. And then ever since then, the next year he was on the decline and then this year he made it to the decline. He finally made it. He made it to his way to the grandmaster of decline and he is there. Um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I know decision-making, that's a good point. You know, his IQ is still no, very let, high, let me continue. but you're, let me continue. you're not going to, you're not going to have him that much. You're not going to have him that much. He's going to miss 30, he's going to miss 35. Can I talk? Can I talk SP3? We'll delve into a real somebody's got to replace Skip and Shannon, right? It's my yes. turn. It's my turn. <laughs> we need to start doing. I said that we need to start betting seven ups. <laughs> that popped me so much. <laughs> it even popped. It popped Jeremy so much. He looked like he He's froze for it. a second there. <laughs> what can you do? Go Am I here? You're Am I good. good? Okay, okay. You're pixelated, right. but um, I can hear you. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. As long as people get the, the, the audio of it, it's all right. Uh, defensively, he just he is what he is defensively. I will say this about him defensively. Knows the tricks, right? People are going to call him a dirty player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> knows the tricks, though. Knows when he can get away with the holds. Knows when he can, like get under people and undercut, uh, you know, when someone's trying to go around them, that was a little reach around move that, uh, that Russell Westbrook likes to use. Like just it is smart defensively. Isn't that great anymore, but just knows the little tricks you can get away with uh, as, as a veteran NBA player where Jordan Poole just, he doesn't have any of any of those tools and get the effort might be lacking too. offensively. They just need him to be whatever version of Chris Paul that, that they're going to get out of him. The scoring punch, yeah, he's not Jordan Poole. He's not going to light it up and drop 30 on you randomly on a Thursday night. That's just, it, it doesn't happen with Chris Paul. That didn't happen when he was, when he was in his prime. It certainly isn't going to happen now. But the Warriors offense is just predicated on movement and good decision making. Chris Paul is not going to move a whole lot. He'll set a screen, he'll handle the ball, and he makes great decisions. And that's what that's what they need. He's gonna run a pick and roll with Draymond, where Draymond will set the set the pick, hit Draymond over the top. Draymond will make a decision. Chris Paul, Chris Paul's still a good shooter. 
too. Like there's still some gravity as a three point catch and shoot guy with him, but they're going to run a lot of the pick and roll action with Draymond and Chris Paul. That'll give teams trouble because Draymond is a very good decision maker as well. Chris Paul doesn't get to the rim. Doesn't get to the rim very well or very much either uh, at this age, mid range still got that. He's just got to be Sean Livingston. They just need him to be Sean Livingston when Sean Livingston was winning titles. I don't think that man ever missed a mid-range shot, Sean Livingston, for the Golden State Warriors. Legitimately. Never, ever saw him miss a mid-range shot. I think Clay Thompson's going to benefit a lot from this. I I really think Clay is going to benefit because he's going to get easier shots now, and he's going to get a guy who is going to set him up for easier shots you know i think chris paul's willing to set screens and and do all of that that jordan Poole wasn't willing to do it's not so much about the bench play oh we need a score off the bench it's not so much about that it's we just need the offense to stabilize when steph curry sits that means draymond can stay in the game it means clay thompson can still stay in the game we just need the offense to stabilize when steph curry sits chris paul is a very stable player there's there's nothing nothing wrong with Chris. His health Paul. ain't stable. Well, yeah, the health. I agree with that. That's a risk. That is completely, by the way, a risk. They clearly trust their medical staff. They got like 60 games out of Otto Porter when I don't think that man's played 60 games since the high school days. Like he just don't play that many games at, at this stage of his career. Um oh yeah, the health is certainly a risk. I, I can't can't argue against that that's just that's just factual that chris paul could not stay healthy but when he is healthy he's a very stable you know what you're getting out of chris paul he's gonna run the offense he's gonna get good shots for everybody else he's gonna get to his spots he's not gonna make bad decisions he's not gonna turn the ball over and just play out of control or anything i think it's a great trade for the warriors because their timeline as well they tried to do this oh we got steph and Clay and Draymond still, and we're going after more titles. But we also got Kaminga and Moody and uh, Wiseman and Poole. And it was two separate timelines. And they still got a title out of this, by the way. Yeah. Like, this, like Steph Curry was so good that they still got a title out of this. But you got the young guys complaining about playing time. They're not developing. They're not in proper roles. That's why they had to trade Wiseman. They traded Poole. Wouldn't be shocked if Kaminga and Moody are gone this time next month. Uh, Wouldn't so like, be surprised at all. Yeah. So the timelines just weren't up and they made their decision. They went with let's do whatever we can extend this window with Steph, Clay and Draymond as much as we can right now. And that's where they went. They could have gone the other way. They could have said, see Clay. Thanks. Thanks for the rings. See you later. See you Draymond. Thanks for the ring. See you later. You probably want to keep Steph Curry. Uh, you don't want to be the team that trades Steph Curry. If he doesn't want out, uh, they said, see you later. They could have said that, but they, oh, they stayed with the core. I think Chris Paul is a perfect fit for what the Warriors want to do. I don't think they're done either. I think they're going to get a little bit more. They're probably still going to get older, but they're going to get older because they're trying to win this season. And if they get one title out of this, if they get one more title out of this, it's a success. It's a they're success. They're not. They're not. This trade This trade does not improve their chances of winning the championship. This are, it does. Or this does, it doesn't improve it does. them in the regular season either. I think they're a six seed. 
They're a six seed at best with this roster. This uh, roster doesn't season. improve, doesn't improve them at all. I that's if you're gonna trade a guy you just gave a forty million dollar a year contract to, you need to get better. They didn't get better. They either everything you're saying means they that they're better. gonna stay. They're either gonna stay the same or they're they're gonna decline. Like it's nothing you're saying is like oh they got better by getting Chris Paul they did. in 2023. No, they got a better. broken they got a broken down point guard that probably won't be there for half of the games. His hamstring is going is going to to leave him. His hamstring is gonna leave the league before he does. They're not going to be putting that much stress on Chris Paul. They'll sit him. They'll do the load management stuff. He doesn't need to handle the ball every single – he doesn't need to play. How many minutes did Chris Paul play last season? I'm going to look this up. Um, Might have been like 30. Yeah, he had to be in like the the 30-minute 30, the 30 range. Chris Paul last season played 32 minutes. They don't need him for 32 minutes. No, they, they, they don't. need him – they need him for like 24 minutes a game. That's it. They're not going to put as much on him. If, gonna... this, is the, this, is the, this is the thing. Like with Chris Paul, I think if he would have went to any other team, yes, it would have improved them. I think if he, even if he went to the Los Angeles Lakers, like you were saying last week, that would have improved the Lakers because that would have took some of the ball handling from LeBron James, which is needed at his age. But like, ah, I've seen I've seen the Warriors be good with like you said Sean Livingston coming off the bench for Steph yeah. Curry, Gary Payton, Gary Payton the third coming off the bench for Steph Curry. Like I, I've seen them with lesser point guards and not a guy that is so ball dominant and not a guy that I can't really see playing with with Steph Curry all that often. Yes, Steph oh. can play without the ball. Yes, Steph can play without the ball, and he can let Chris Paul run the show, but. I don't see it happening that all too often because of two things, health and just the just the just the floor spacing. I don't know how that would work. What do you mean floor spacing? How's the floor not spaced? Steph Curry spaces the floor just every time he's out there. Health is the concern. I'll give you health. I have no argument for health other than the Warriors clearly believe their medical staff and I assume they have some type of plan to keep him as healthy as possible. That doesn't mean the plan work. No, it might not. It certainly might not. But he, as a fit, as a basketball player, this deal makes so much sense to me. Floor spacing. Steph's going to run around. He's going to get all of his shots. Chris Paul can still shoot. Like, let's not act like Chris Paul just can no longer shoot the basketball. Chris Paul, oh, last year. He can shoot mid-range. He can shoot from three. How much? How he shot 30. Shoot, how did he... 37% from three. He's a 36 career three-point shooter. He's going to get catch and shoot all day. How many attempts Chris did he Paul have? Can still shoot. What? How many attempts per game did he have? Four. 4.4. 4. You're telling me Chris Paul okay. can't shoot? What? People just want to throw dirt on this man because he, he's not, he can't stay healthy. Fine. Let's not act like Chris Paul when he's healthy. on the floor. It's just a completely washed completely washed player he still he's not knows... he's, he doesn't make this team significantly better than i think they would have been if they kept jordan pool i don't he think does. i don't think they make he, i don't think he makes them significantly better and taking this from someone that has seen many many of los angeles lakers team that are built on an older core it never 
It never works out. It never works out. This is a youth league. You need some youth. You need one. You need one of your key players to be a young player. And we don't know if the young players on the Golden State Warriors are going to get time. We don't even know if the young players on the Golden State Warriors are going to be there next year. So yeah, I think that this is a if you're if you're if what you said before is true, if this is the first trade of multiple trades to reform this team, then yeah, maybe this improves their team. But as it stands right now, no, it doesn't. They stayed the same. I see them at best a six seed in the regular season and a second round out in the playoffs. They improve their team because Chris Paul is a better fit for what this team wants to do they improve their team because they no longer have the draymond and jordan pool cloud hanging over them they improve their locker room chemistry i believe chris paul i mean he had the laugh at steve kerr and a lot of people made fun of that he's friends with steph curry i'm pretty sure he's friends with draymond green all these older players are typically friends with each other so the locker room is improved for for this that is helpful they improved their team they got better i do agree with you i do agree with you that it is a, a young person's league nowadays that's a hundred percent true and they probably should have some type of young player there i think they like moody more than kaminga maybe moody can fit into into this team and and get some get some minutes and kind of be like a, a christian Braun a christian brown type player uh for for the for the nuggets i know moody's been in the league a couple of years and it was brown's first season like i do think that that is that that is a good point of that yeah you need some young players the warriors they're just clearly not going in that direction they could have they had young players they could have traded for maybe better young players who fit they certainly could have done that this was the direction they decided to go. I'm talking just on-court perspective. I think they're a better team. Malik, yes, I can see your comments. I don't know anything about Randy's return. We are not a wrestling show. We, we don't not know about Ran- Randy Anderson. Randy yeah. Anderson? I don't know. I don't know when he's going to return. To Randy Foy? Randy Foy? Randall Foy? Foy? Yeah. Oh, man. Come on. Give it to me. I want to see Randall Foy be back in the league we don't know when they're gonna be back in the nba we are here we're here to discuss the nba news sir uh but yes um we shall see we shall see if this like i said if this is the first trade of many to reform this golden state warriors then i will revisit this conversation in the next two three weeks or so you're not going to like any of the trades or deals they make because they're just going to keep getting older, guys. They're not going to get anybody and this, young. Yeah, and, and this, this is why. This is why. This is why I'm saying, like, I don't see this working out. they just going to get older and older and older, and this is a youth league. I wouldn't be as high on the Los Angeles Lakers for next season if it was just LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Reason why I believe the the Los Angeles Lakers have oh, one God. of the best big threes in the league for next season is because they got <laughs> him. They got him, and they're gonna sign. He's gonna sign him. He's gonna be a hundred million dollar man. On a hundred million dollar man, yo! If I would have told, if I would have told all of y'all that Austin Reeves, 
Austin Reeves would be a hundred million dollar man at the beginning of last season, y'all would have laughed at me. Y'all would have looked at me like I was goofy. Like I was a goofy movie. Like, that like you were not. No, 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 no. That's a real ring. That's the realest. Hey, I go by what the NBA players say. The NBA players say that's the realest ring in the game. NBA so, players lie. No, don't they don't they don't lie. They've I've never heard an NBA player lie, especially LeBron James. I've never yeah, heard you've got LeBron the biggest James liar James. on your team. I never, I never heard LeBron James lie in his life. What are you talking about? But Austin Tyler Reeves, Austin Tyler Reeves, he about to be a hundred million dollar man. <laughs> got to be a hundred million dollar man. Oh, we're going to have a celebration. I'm going to do a sermon when we officially sign him. I promise, folks, you've been asking for it. You've been wanting it. You want a sermon? I'm going to give you a sermon when the Los Angeles Lakers re-sign Austin Reeves and make him the $100 million man. $100 million man. I'm ready for it. Austin Tyler Reeves. Top three. I uh, know. I'll give it top five, top five, big three in the league, Los Angeles Lakers. With the wow, you went five. You cowardly backed out of three. And no, 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 five. no, 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 no. You know why? You know why? Because that's going to take why? us to our next subject. I think it's a go- about to go down before the end of July. Damian Lillard oh, will be sick of a member dude. of the Miami Heat. I'm he sick will be of this a guy. Member of the Miami Heat, and Miami Heat will immediately, immediately be thrusted into the number two spot of the best big threes in this league. They're going to buy number one? Jokic, who, Jokic, number one? Aaron Gordon, and Jamal Murray. <laughs> that speaks. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. To the level of Jokic and really... Jamal, on, Murray. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is really good. And Aaron Gordon. I know. Aaron Gordon was the best pickup. He was the best Aaron Gordon's pickup. Aaron Gordon's nice. Look at, look I at like me. Aaron I, Gordon. Look, look at me, folks. Look at me. This guy. This guy that denied Jokic for two years. I am speaking. I, I am like, speaking very highly of them. I like Aaron Gordon, by the way. I like the Nuggets. I like all these guys. No one considers Aaron Gordon like, oh, yeah, this is a big three out there. Yes. The big no three. one considers okay, best Gordon. trios, best trios in the league. It just sure. the way okay. the fit is. It's yes. all about the fit. It's not. I know about, this is what. It's not not about just having I, three players out there, and that's why the Phoenix Suns are in the top five, but they're number five because they just have five. They just have three really good players together. 
I agree with this, but this is why I don't like the big three talk is because it's all based on just like name value stuff. Cause everybody's going to say that the best big three is Durant Booker Beal because yeah, individually those are the best. If Bradley Beal is your third best player individually, you probably have the best big three, but you're right that it is like the best fit on these. I like trios better. I like it. I like best trios because that does specify more of a, of a fit between the players and it doesn't have to be equal. It doesn't like, it just, it does not have to be look at like, all right, I'm going to use wrestling analogy. Uh, Look at the elite Kenny Omega. He's a better wrestler than the young bucks. Just factual. He's just a better wrestler than the young bucks, but the fit in all three and how they work together is better than if I put John Cena CM Punk and Randy Orton as a big three. The Rock's not bad yet. But if I put them as a big three, like how does that team actually work together? That's a clunky looking team right there. Exactly. In the ring. We're talking in the ring. That's a clunky looking team in the ring. Because you have three alphas. That's the best comparison you've made to the Phoenix Suns. They have three alphas. Three guys that need the ball a lot. And the best comparison that I've seen to the Phoenix Suns big three right now is the Nets old big three of James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. That did not work because all three guys need the ball. When you have three ball-dominant guys, that's not a good fit. It worked until Kyrie wouldn't take a, the one shot he needed to take. Hey, hey, and then hey. James hey, Harden hey. got mad. We, we are not going to disrespect my family member. My family member, he's going On the court, very, that team was good. Hey, he's going through a very tumultuous summer. Uh-huh. My, my, my my, you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna find he's either gonna stay in Dallas or he's gonna find a new home. We shall see. Uh, but Dame Lillard on the I'm Miami tired of Heat, this guy. that fits. That's a big three and a great trio because they fit so well. You got Dame Lillard, who's a who's one of the best shooters in the league. You got Jimmy Butler, who's a slasher and a mid range shooter, and then you got Bam Adebayo, who plays from the free throw line down. Like that is just, and then you have Bam out of Bayou and Jimmy Butler, who are tremendous defensive players. They basically hide the weakness of Damian Lillard. If Damian Lillard is going to go to any team and they are immediately a titled contender, it's the Miami Heat. And he's already, he had a meeting yesterday with the Portland Trailblazers of uh, people. I think that that's the key. I've been hearing all the people that are hopeful he stays in Portland say, oh, all you got to do is re-sign Jimmy, uh, Jeremy Grant and get Draymond Green. That does nothing. They will still no, not make the playoffs. <laughs> they still not that make the playoffs. Sucks. That sucks. You need Dame Lillard to finally decide he wants to be a winner. He wants to be on a winning team. And I've been saying for years that Dame Lillard would work better on the Eastern Conference in general. It doesn't matter where, you know, I think the top two candidates to most people, to most analysts, to most fans is the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. Philadelphia 76ers, if it's just Dame and Joel Embiid, I don't know how much better you can get than what they did with him and James, with Joel Embiid and James Harden. Maybe with Nick Nurse, that is the added benefit that will make them a better team than what we had last year with Embiid and Harden. But you put 
Dame Lillard with Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bayou, Coach Spo in the Eastern Conference, they're immediately the favorite to win the East, even more than the Boston Celtics getting Pozingis. If you get Dame Lillard on the Miami Heat after the year they had when they gave, they have never really, they've never kind of just, uh, Boston's never been able to just wash over them. They either beat them in a seven-game series or Miami has washed them. Miami has beat them soundly. And so I think that the Miami Heat would instantly be the favorite in the East if they get Dame Lillard. I don't disagree with any of that. I don't care about Damian Lillard. I'm tired of this guy. I'm tired of his, oh, yeah, I want to be here. I want to be committed to, oh, I love Miami. Oh, it'd be cool to play there. Oh, I don't want to play with a team that has a bunch of stars and stuff. You know, oh, I love poor. I'm the make a decision, dude. Make, make a decision. Either say you want to stay in Portland and realize what the hell they're doing, which is going younger, which is rebuilding, which is not going after guys like Draymond Green, or maybe they will resign Jeremy Grant. I like Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's a good basketball player. But Jeremy Grant and Draymond Green ain't helping you win a championship. That's a fine team. You got some good young players around that team. I like Shaden Sharp. I love Scoot Henderson. I think Scoot Henderson's going to be really good. Um, So I, I like that. But if you have Lillard, this is this is an issue that the Warriors ran into of two different timelines. You got a guy who wants to win, who's committed to winning, things like that. That stunts the growth. I assume I've cut off of my hair. Am I good? You're, you're pixelated a little bit, but you sound better. No idea. Okay, you're 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 frozen a bit now. You're now you're just pixelated, but you're clearing out. Okay. There you go. All right, all right. You're they they don't want to let you cook today. I know they don't want to let you They're cook sad. today. You have two different timelines when it comes to this stuff, and they, this is what the Warriors ran into. You either got to go with the young guys and commit to this rebuild, or you got to try to actually go for it and win and everything. Look what OKC did. Look what they did with uh, with their timelines. Paul George wanted out. They traded him. They could have kept Russell Westbrook and been like, oh, yeah, we'll still try to win with Russ and the young guys and said no. We realized that Russ probably ain't the best guy to have on this team because he wants to win championships. And yes. he probably isn't the best guy to help our development of a guy like Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So we need to trade him and get a guy who better fits the development. So they got Chris Paul, who better fit things. And we got a great season out of that. And then it was like, all right, well, we could still kind of travel down this road of being a six seed or whatever. No, we got to commit to just losing. And that's okay. That's okay. The The Blazers are committed to winning and they still lose. So maybe you should just commit to losing and then at least you're honest with your fans of like, yeah, we're trying to lose. It's all, it's all right, guys, but we'll get better. We'll grow. And but you got, you got to trade in that case. You have to trade Damian Lillard. You and, do, and, but- I, and, I, and I think, and I think that people have it confused because I see someone in the chat saying Portland has to trade Dame first. It's not been about Portland's need to want to keep Dame Lillard. They, it's they it's about Dame Lillard's stubbornness. No, it's about Damian just- Lillard's stubbornness. 
they need to stop being cowards too because they don't want to be the team. They don't want to be the ownership group, the the front office that is like, oh yeah, we traded Damian Lillard who didn't want to get traded. Dame can it yeah. might be like, I wanted to stay in Portland. I love Portland. I didn't want to leave Portland. They traded me. No, Dame, by doing this wishy-washy nonsense, you're basically saying you want to get traded. He's being a coward because he won't just ask, hey, please trade me. They're being cowards because they just won't be like, you know what? We just got to commit to this. I hope everyone understands we can't build the team that Damian Lillard wants us to build. It's just, it's not happening. Yeah. So we need to trade him and do what's best for him. You got two cowards looking each other in the eyes and neither of them is willing to blink because they're afraid of some reputation taking a hit. Meanwhile, all the fans, all the fans are like, can you, I think the fans understand this of, yeah, cool. Trade him, trade him to a team that can help him win. We want to see Dame succeed even if it's outside of Portland. He gave us the best years of his career. We couldn't win. It's okay. It's okay if we just move on and, and go from that. And I think they would understand that whether the front office is like, hey, this is the move we need to make, or whether Dame is like, hey, this is the move I need to make. I think the fans would be like, yeah. you know what? We get it. We understand it. But for some reason, they, these two, the front office and Dame, are just both being cowards about this. I'm tired of reading about it. Chris Haynes who has Dame on speed dial and who gets the update every single time. It, you know, we posted this statement from ownership. We had a great productive meeting with Dame and his agent, and we continue to be committed to building a roster uh, to win around Damian Lillard. All right, when are you going to start doing that? You ain't started being committed to building a winning roster around him. So it, I'm, I'm tired of it. I hope he gets traded. I hope he gets traded just so it ends. They've been doing this dance for years. And he's honestly wasted years of his career by staying in Portland and not winning anything as they get younger and you stunt the growth of these guys. And it's not purposeful, mind you. It's not like Dame is just there of like, oh, I'm going to sabotage this young rebuilding core here. No, he wants to play. He wants to win. I understand that. But he's got to realize that the team that they're building, the direction that they're going, his style, his his mentality is not conducive to helping that kind of growth it's just not and the the front office has to realize that as well so make the trade get whatever you can please just end this please go somebody miami go out there and trade for the most overrated player in the league please just end well, it i don't well, care i don't know if you saw the roast the roast tweet from about 4 30 a.m eastern time it said breaking the Portland Trailblazer are finalizing a deal to trade away seven-time All-Star Damian Lillard in a blockbuster trade with the Miami Heat, sources tell ESPN. Lillard demanded uh, demanded a move to the South the South Beach uh, and Pat Riley. Where is this? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It doesn't <laughs> say. Don't. We'll do fake Woj bombs on our show, SP3. <laughs> fake Woj bomb. No, but it needs to be done. I agree. I agree with you. They One or the other. Dame has to either say it or the Portland Trailblazers have to basically just commit to all of this and say that they are rebuilding. If you when you tra- When you didn't trade away the number three pick, of Scoot Henderson, that was probably that was confirmation, if any, to me that yeah. that Dame Lillard that Dame Lillard is not for this team anymore. 
They're going in a different direction. They have the heir apparent to his spot already in Scoot Henderson. They need to just move on. And I think that Miami has a great package centered around Tyler Hero and the the Nikola Jokic, not Jokic, Jokic uh, or Djokovic. Djokovic, yeah, Djokovic. That that is his name, Djokovic, and he's gonna be a great player because people that have similar names to him are the best player in the world. So he's gonna be a good player. They have the draft picks. Miami can put together the best package for Damian Lillard, and Damian Lillard, like I said, with with Bam out of Bayou and Jimmy Butler, instantly, instantly, are the favorite in the East. I do think. They are the favorites in the East if they get Damian Lillard. I, I'm not so worried. I'm, I, I don't want to discuss a hypothetical trade. I'm, I'm not talking about it. I'm not. I'm just if he gets traded finally, and otherwise we're just going to keep doing this until he does get traded. We've been doing this forever. It's the John Collins. John Collins actually got traded. I feel like this guy yes. has been on the trade block for five seasons. He actually it's, got traded. It's, it's been it's been like two three seasons. It's been like two three seasons, and I think I think him on the Jazz. It's interesting. I don't I don't know how how well that would work, and I don't really like what the Hawks got in exchange for him. I mean, all it does really is give them kind of the flexibility to do some things with their salary cap in the uh, off season as far as free agents, where they can get more a couple of more key pieces to put together there. Because yeah, I, I agree with Louie. They they traded him for nothing. Got a second round pick in Rudy Gay. Yeah, I mean, yes, that is that's what they got out of Rudy Gay uh, or for, for John Collins. Yeah. There's there's basically he has been their second best player for the past forty seasons. Yeah, John Collins is great. I love John Collins. By the way, like I think he's, I would like him on the Thunder. I would like him on my team. I don't know if I love him on Utah just because of their roster construction. You got Walker Kessler, who's good. Um, you've got Laurie Markkinen, who's good as well. They have Darius Garland. Um, they, they have Garland. I, I, I'm going to apologize for the Cavaliers trade. Uh, no, Garland's still with the Cavs. They got uh, Colin Sexton. They got Colin Sexton is, is who... They got out of out of that deal. Um, apologies, forgot which former Cav got traded. They had Colin Sexton. They had a nice little team. They were competitive for the majority of last season. They're a little big, so and that's where John Collins makes them a little bit bigger. So that's why I don't know how the fit fully works. I imagine Utah is not quite done retooling their roster. Um, but I I like this deal for Utah. Get John Collins, who's still got some upside to him, who just hasn't been used well in Atlanta, and and see where you. See what you can build out of this. Yeah, Atlanta, and you trade a 25-year-old John Collins who's still good and who has value in certain areas for Rudy Gay, who's you know, who is what he is. I'm sure he's if he's gonna get minutes or anything, and then a fake second round pick. That's what you got. Rudy Gay's 36 it, years old. It is now. a fake like, second round pick. Like it's it's got it doesn't have protection on it, too. Like, yeah, oh like you got you got like nothing for John Collins. Like you couldn't get anything for this guy. That That's just feels the best like, deal you could get. It feels like a bad move. It feels like a bad move, honestly. But they—that's the move that they decided to make. So sure, you know that's that's the move. 
that they made. I don't know what Atlanta's doing. It doesn't feel like Atlanta's done, but I don't know what direction that they're going in. You know, there's rumors that they're gonna they're trying to trade Deontay Murray, who I think they just got him last year, and I think he's another yeah. great basketball player. And I, I heard I've heard weird Trey Trey Young rumors as well. So yeah, and we you shall know see. What? Like, I'm not I'm not mad at if they want to go in a completely different direction. I kind of get that, but they they got to figure out who they're going to be building around. And that's since DeAndre Hunter is another guy who is is kind of rumored. I mean, basically everybody on Atlanta is rumored to be traded at this point, which is hilarious because um. They've got, uh, oh my god, I just blanked on his name. The former Jazz coach, uh, as as their their coach Snyder, there. yeah, Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder, completely black. I could picture his face. I could not get his name <laughs> at all. Yeah, they got Quinn Snyder I, there. When you when you say Jazz coaches, it really is two people that I think of. I think of Quinn Snyder and I think of Jerry Sloan because I yeah. feel like throughout my lifetime, that's the only two coaches they ever had. I mean that's basically it, honestly. It is Ben <laughs> Snyder and Jerry Sloan. That's it. Um, I mean, I mean to be fair, it's a, that's at least better than, than the Spurs. I think my whole lifetime, Popovich has been the coach. It's just the Popovich. It's just it's Popovich. Just we'll see what happens with the with the rest of the Hawks, but they, it doesn't see. It seems like they're not done uh, after this John Collins deal. We, and we'll see. Uh, we do have one other trade to to get to, which was a kind of a big shocker. Uh, but first, I do want to make sure I get the super chat. From, from Plugo. I'm really bad about reading super chats on the show, and I'm very bad overall about asking. I'm not bad about reading them. If they come in, I read them. I'm very bad about asking for super chats. If you would like uh, to to donate and, and send super chats, please do. Uh, you know, it helps pay the contributors on this website. Uh, and yeah, I get nothing the, from the it. SP3 baby diapers fund. <laughs> it does. Uh, SP3 is gonna you know look at that uh, when whenever I get paid this month. Oh shit! I gotta send in my invoice pretty soon. Sean's over in London. Uh, whenever I get paid this month, SP3 is gonna look at that and be like, oh damn, I got this much from over bucks. SP3 is gonna the whole family's going to McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> Happy meals for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I can take my I can take my my daughter to across the Spider Verse, and <laughs> she'll probably only last like fifteen minutes in there. <laughs> in the uh our pal plugo shout out to shout out to jpj and plugo um they they ran some they asked uh alex kane about shane hawk's comments and we, we ran that so they got beef now a rocket trade i'm in it with more are nice i'm not a big draft guy uh plugo uh sp3 is neither our pal louis who was on our draft show last week he's in the chat he might uh, have a little bit better of an insight than, than us i do like i assume this stupid thing is frozen again because i can't get this shit. there we go you were okay. you were choppy um, reading that so just in case the people didn't hear it it was uh rockets right. draft grade amon and whitmore are nice i think that i think the rockets are one of the big winners of the draft they're not the biggest winner i think the biggest winner unanimously has been the spurs for making the most obvious choice of ever they won the draft when they when they won the lottery that's basically right. what happened when right. you get when Benyama and you really turn this this team that was kind of has been in t- kind of tumultuous really i mean they've had they've made the playoffs a few times but ever since Kawhi Leonard left this team it hasn't the trajectory hasn't looked good for the spurs so winning the, the lottery and getting when Benyama they're always going to be the biggest winner of the of the whole trade as far as draft grades i would give 
I would give the Rockets a B plus. I would give the Rockets a B B plus. Getting Oman, uh, one of the Thompson twins, that was gonna be always good for them. And the fact, yo, the fact you had twins back to back picks. Yo, the mom is winning. The mom is the biggest winner of the whole entire draft. Their mama. Their mama that gave birth to, to two twins that went back-to-back in the NBA draft. That is wild. That is okay. a wild. I've never seen that before. Well, this is because you don't watch the greatest sport in the history of the world, hockey, because in Top hockey- five, though? One second. One second, SB3. I'm going to make sure I got my facts correct here make sure i got my facts correct 1999 nhl draft number one pick overall patrick stefan to the atlanta thrashers number two overall pick daniel sedin to the vancouver canucks number three overall pick twin brother henrik sedin to the vancouver canucks not only top three not only did they go top three, they went to the same team and they had Hall of Fame career together, playing for the same team their entire career. So yes, not top five SB3, top three twin brothers picked by the same team in the NHL. That's like basically saying, comparing NBA draft to the NHL draft is like comparing freaking uh, two twins that were one and two in valedictorian in college to two twins who were valedictorian in junior high school. One, two. That's basically what you're telling me. Why are, why are you being a complete hater on this? You NHL is the obvious NHL is the obvious fourth sport. They're fourth. They're the fourth biggest sport. At best, yeah, I agree. at best, and I think I'm, I think I mean, I'm being I generous. I think I'm being very generous at saying fourth. Think of being I'm very not generous to everybody here. I'm, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who likes to get on Twitter and when I see people of like, oh, why the NBA? Why is everybody talking about the NBA? NHL, this so much better. Please, like, I'm not a please like my sport person. I'm not a please like my sport person at all. I did make the great NHL is the greatest because I do like the NHL. It is, it's a, the sport I've liked the, the longest and everything. And, but I'm not a please like my sport person. I'm just giving you the facts. SB three, you were praising I appreciate, I appreciate. the Thompson twins mother for saying, Oh, she's winning top five picks with twins, top three picks. It's already happened in the NHL. It's already happened. More people should be hockey fans. Congratulations. You know who mother is better than that? Jesse and Terry Hall's mother, because they both made it to the Mighty Ducks. And they won they won the the the, 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 the they led District Five to the to the to the uh championship in, in the first one and then Jesse, not Terry. Terry didn't make it because Terry was too busy acting like he got attacked on the street. Uh, Jesse made it to the Junior Goodwill Games. Uh, I like what I get. I like what the Rockets did. They got Whitmore done. Uh, they got or they got Whitmore. They traded. Whitmore fell to them at number twenty, and he was projected to be like a top five, certainly a lottery pick. But I guess the medicals weren't very good. 
maybe off court. Um, I'm not 100%. I know the medicals was a, was a thing. I saw some people talk about off court stuff. Um, but look, if you're drafting at number 20 and you got a guy who people thought were top five and you're the Rockets, you take a swing. It's very much Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. Was supposed to be a top 10 pick and then the medicals weren't good. And so and he just fell. And then the nuggets were like, you know what? Why not? Like, why not just yeah. take a swing? And the nuggets were not in, you know, they weren't in a worse position than the rockets. The rockets got nothing right now. They are just a very young team looking to, to grow and build now they with asked, the rockets. They got 64 million to spend in this off season. So they, yeah, could, I don't they, know. Could, they could really be, they can at least become a play in team if they make the right amount of deals. I don't think they should get one of the bigger guys, but if they fill out their roster, well, you know, build it around Jalen green and Oman, I think that they can become a very, a, a play in contender. Maybe, but here's the thing with the the Rockets. Biggest thing is like they have all this young talent and people were high on them coming into the last season with all the young talent they had. Young talent's young talent. Like they still got to learn how to play the right way in the NBA. They got to all learn how to play together. That's a big thing when it comes to, to, uh, to a lot of the, these young talent. Cause like the Rockets, they just like, they didn't look like they were a team that had a much direction last year. Like coaching, what was it was an issue. I am pretty sure they got a new coach, uh, so that'll that'll help them out. Like they got to learn how to play together. And now, when you've got all these young guys, you got to worry about giving playing time and seeing how all these guys fit together as well. They got a lot of top five picks over the past few years. Most of the times, top five picks they want to play in top five positions. And, and what I mean by that is they want the ball. They want to try it. They want to be featured and you can't feature everybody. You just can't. So like, you got to find roles for these guys and you got to, you know, get them playing together as a team. You talk about the 60 million cash base. One, I don't think this free agency class is all that good. You know, there's the reports, which I think they've died down a little bit, but there's the reports of them going after James Harden. James Harden's not the guy you want for, for a young team because James Harden's just going to, he's going to still take all the shots. And like you want, you want guys like Jalen Green, like you want him to be the primary scorer on the team. You want him to run the offense. Kevin Porter Jr., you want these guys to be the focal points offensively. You got James Harden, he's not going to do that. You get a veteran guys in there, like I think, I think that's helpful. I think if you get the veteran guys in there, then that can be helpful. And by veterans, I mean like veterans who just like don't need a big role. Brooke Lopez is a guy I really want in OKC. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think OKC is going to do much of anything. Brooke Lopez, low maintenance guy, going to rim protect, going to shoot his threes, maybe give him a post up or two every every game. But he do, he doesn't need a ball dominant. Just a guy, just a helpful basketball player who understands his role. That's the kind of guy you want on the Rockets. Um, I like the Rockets' well, young core. Where do you think? Where do you think James Harden goes if it's? Not I think he stays in Philly. I think I, I think, I think the talk is still is still that they they seem like the favorites, the Houston Rockets. Yeah, no, no, no. I it, I I think I think uh, Philly is is now the favorites again. I think he stays in Philly. I'd be I'd honestly be very surprised if he doesn't stay in Philly. Very surprised. That's where I'm at on him. Uh, Louis in super chat SP3 baby diaper fund. Thank you, Louis. Thank you. And Thank you. Trey Jones sends a super chat. We need to get Brandon Miller out of here for the Paul George is the goat comment. That was <laughs> some of these players, man. 
That is a big red flag of saying Paul George. Really? You don't know basketball. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like you can say Paul George is your favorite. Do not say someone who's never won a championship, never even played at that high of a level in the playoffs is the GOAT. Like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Say that's your favorite player. Why does it have to? People need to understand in general. And this is a general comment. If you, if you, for the people that were in the chat wanting us to talk a little bit of wrestling, here's a little bit of wrestling talk because it's a general comment. People need to realize the difference between your favorite and the greatest or the best. There is a difference. There is a difference. Whether people want to admit that or not, there is a difference between what is your favorite and what is the best. Luckily for me, in most things, who I think is the best and who I think is the my favorite are usually the same thing. But I have grown as a person, especially doing this show. Is your bandwagon? No, I'm not. No, I'm <laughs> what are you talking about? I discovered Kobe B. Bryant when he was in when he was in high school. I was at Fort Marion. I saw him in the McDonald's All American. That's when I became a fan. I didn't become a fan when he became good. I was shooting in the gym when he was airballing against Utah in the 1998 playoffs. Don't get me started. But at one point, he was both my favorite and he was both the best. But as if you're talking about greatest of all time player, I understand that Kobe is my favorite. He's not the GOAT. The GOAT is still Michael Jordan. The GOAT is still Michael Jordan. And, and this is a general conversation for NBA fans. People need to realize that LeBron James is your favorite. He can you can you can make a very good argument for him as the GOAT, but he's not the GOAT. I think that argument's been done. He's not the GOAT. I agree. I mean, sure. You and people need to realize it's an honor for him to have the strongest argument against Michael Jordan. To be the number two, to be the best argument against Michael Jordan, that's an honor in itself. It is not a bad thing to be number two in the greatest of all time. Like I, it baffles me some LeBron fans that get like so offended. So offended if you say LeBron's the second best player of all time. I LeBron's got the strongest argument. You're right about that. I can understand people who pick LeBron as the GOAT because there is certainly, um, as a basketball player, his skill set is, I don't know if it's better than Jordan's, but it's more well-rounded than Jordan's. Um, but like you got to classify like what, what goat means? Like, does it mean the most skillful player? Does it mean the biggest accomplishments? That's where LeBron certainly takes a hit compared to Jordan because Jordan and the six rings and everything. I don't want to get into the the goat argument. What are we doing here? Are we that show now? We're just debating the goats. (laughs) Dude, so, we, we take it over for Undisputed. We're taking over for Undisputed. I blame I'm Brandon just, Miller. I'm going to start saying LeBron James is the GOAT. I'm about to get a GOAT mask. I'm about to get a cigar. <laughs> I'm about to get, I'm I blame, about to get some black backwoods from the corner store. <laughs> <laughs> I love that here. I'll take over for Shannon until Shannon signed that deal with I blame. I'm blame. going to FanDuel, y'all. Just spoiler alert, he going to FanDuel. It's, it's not a coincidence that Pat McAfee left FanDuel and went to ESPN. And then a month later, Shannon Sharp 
leaves on this music. I'm just saying they got a bunch of money to give to to, to Club Shay Shay. Shannon Sharp's going to FanDuel. Spoiler alert. I blame Brandon Miller. Get this guy out of here. That was a bad pick by the Hornets. Michael Jordan, maybe the goat on the basketball court. Terrible ownership. He's the terrible. Woke. He's the woke yeah. when it comes to ownership. Oh man. Never seen a bigger downfall from when this man has left the court. Anything he's anytime he has left the basketball court, he is he has not done well. Baseball, ownership. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. This man, this man drafted Kwame Brown with the number one overall pick. Let's not forget that. Like people want to talk about the Hornets only when they talk about uh Michael Jordan in an ownership position or a decision-making position. He it, it's been over that he is one of the worst of all time, but he drafted Kwame Brown with the number one overall pick. Yeah, he hasn't done well. Outside of uh, basketball, I mean, just Ryan says uh, Muggsy Bogues is the goat. We're not going to disrespect. Yo, Muggsy height Bogues. for height though. Height for height though. <laughs> height for height though. Pound Come for on. pound. It's a wrap. Muggsy was pound. the man. Height for height. Come on, Muggsy Bogues. Man, Muggsy Bogues and Spud Webb. We need. We need. We need. We. That's what. That's what the type of show we should be. <laughs> we should be doing a debate of the short, the the best six feet and under players of all time. The goat of the six feet and under. Uh we we did have another trade that happened. Kristaps Porzingis to to Boston, and this one was a little awkward because. It was Porzingis to Boston. It was originally supposed to be Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, but then the Clippers, who have a history of taking on medical the, uh, issue people, um, were like, eh, we don't like the medicals on this guy. So they pulled out of this deal. And then it became Marcus Smart to Memphis, which was a big shocker. Because Marcus Smart seemed to be just one of those Boston guys that wasn't going anywhere, but he ends up going to Memphis, and it, you know Boston gets Kristaps Porzingis. I like the deal for Boston. I like the addition of Porzingis. I think he's become underrated now, uh, being on the Wizards. But he had a good season for the Wizards. Giving up Marcus Smart, I I understand why they did that. I know it upset a lot of Boston fans. Boston fans, it was hilarious watching this play out because Boston fans were like, <laughs> hey, this deal sucks. We don't want to lose Marcus Smart. And every other fan base were like, this is a great trade for Boston. Exactly. Like Marcus Smart, you got to give him up if you get Porzingis. Um, but there's a big emotional attachment to, to Marcus Smart in Boston. And I get that. And when like your guy, when like a heart and soul kind of guy gets traded like that i understand like oh man that's unfortunate um i like the deal overall for boston i assume they're not done because they do need someone who can handle the ball still because smart was their primary playmaker and now you're either asking jason tatum to become more of that the playmaker which he did uh for a good portion of last season you need Jalen brown to improve in that area i don't know if peyton pritchard is the answer there it does i you know, he played well when he did play, but is he ready for, for that leap to like run the team? Uh, Brogdon, can he stay? The fact that the Clippers are like, yeah, we don't trust this guy to stay on the court. I don't know if 
Boston's going to be able to trust this guy. So I don't think they're done. You know, I thought Boston, I thought Chris Paul would be an option for Boston. Obviously that's not happening now. Um, I think Boston still needs another playmaker. We'll see if they go out and get anybody via trade or I don't think they have much cap. I I like the addition. If you you know, Damian Lillard is available. I don't see how you don't offer Jalen Brown for that because Jalen Brown's got one more year left and then you got to sign him either to the super max or let him go. If you want to get some value out of him, I think that for, for Damian Lillard, you fill your spot. You do you really want to play a super max for your second best player? Like, I don't think I don't think that's a smart move for them. So to get the most value out of him, like you traded him for Damian Lillard, I think is actually might be able to put up a better package than what Miami is offering. Oh, Jalen Brown's better than Tyler Hero. That's a yes. Jalen Brown's better than Tyler Hero. 100% 100% agree with you. And I think Pazingas is a good pickup for them because I, I said before, I thought that they needed some size, this, uh, somebody inside, but also someone who can stretch the floor. And Kristoff uh, Pazingas kind of fits that mode. He averaged 23 points per game last year, eight rebounds. Uh, he, he got some good minutes for them. And even if he, it takes a drop down because, you know, Washington Wizards is a much different team than the Boston Celtics. I think the best comparison we can put to that is when he played with another great scorer like Jalen uh, Jason Tatum was when he played with Luka Dantage. He averaged 20 points per game and about like eight, eight and a half rebounds. So if he can give you just that, that's that's an upgrade. If you still have Jalen Brown giving you 20 per game, you still got Jason Tatum. That's one of the better big threes up there. I wouldn't put them in the top five big threes, but I would say top six, top seven big threes or trios, as you said, because this is more of a trio that kind of fits in. They fit very well with one another because Kristaps can stretch the floor, but primarily a lot of his scoring is going to come from, uh, you know, 17 feet inside or inside and and then you got Jason Tatum, who's a slasher, uh, Jalen Brown, who's a slasher and a mid-range shooter. So you got you got and Jason Tatum's a great shooter as well. So yeah, you I think that they fit in very well and the team around them have already proven that they can uh do a lot, but it's just gonna be like how much of a loss is Marcus Smart and his defense and his leadership for the team? How much of a loss is that for the Boston Celtics? We're gonna find out. But I thought this was a trade that Boston definitely won. This is the first First trade we're talking about that got the, the the best player involved that I am saying, yes, they won the trade. I like the deal for Boston. I think Porzingis will allow them to run kind of different actions as well as a pick and roll kind of guy and increase spacing a little bit. And we'll, we'll see what they do. It might be the end of Robert Williams uh, at the, the, I mean, the end of Robert Williams' tenure in Boston, uh, Trey mentioned, didn't Pritchard want to be traded to? He did. That was the the rumor report. I don't know if it was because, hey, I don't want to be in Boston, or if it was because the lack of opportunity that he wasn't getting. And now without Marcus Smart, maybe that opportunity's there. And so he doesn't want to be traded now. Maybe the damage is done. He's still like, yeah, I still want to be traded type of thing. So if if they can promise him, hey, look, you're going to get more opportunities now because Marcus Smart's gone. Maybe Pritchard kind of rescinds the the trade uh, request there. That's that's very possible. Um, but yeah, well, I don't think Boston's done. Like they they still need a primary ball handler, and we'll we'll see yeah. where that goes. I like the deal for Memphis, by the way, because Jaw's going to miss 25 games. 
they traded Tyus Jones, who I really like. Um, and now he's in Washington with, with Jordan Poole. We'll see how, how that works out. But I like Tyus Jones. And, you know, now Marcus Smart, though, he's a very Memphis player, grit and grind. Uh, yes. Throwback throwback there. But I like that. He'll, he'll come in there and he'll add a little bit of, you would hope, maturity to that team. Uh, but I, I like that deal for Memphis to stabilize things while John Morant is out. And you just hope that he helps them uh, in the locker room as well. You know, it seemed like Boston was setting up, and if they could have pulled this off, I would have really loved what they ended up doing. But basically, Brogdon for uh, Brogdon for Porzingis, the original deal, and then Smart for Tyus Jones because Tyus Jones wants to go somewhere to to play more minutes and everything. He wants a bigger role. Tyus Jones, if you trade Marcus Smart for Tyus Jones, he comes in there and he would have been their starting point guard, and I would have really loved that. For Boston, yeah, I know they're still trading Marcus Smart. They did not decide to trade Marcus Smart because they could no longer trade Brogdon. They weren't just like, "Oh, wait, we can't trade Brogdon." Oh, fine, sure, take Marcus Smart now. Like this was a deal that clearly, or some type of deal that they were clearly like working on for a little bit, and then they decided, "All right, well, we got to get this done because the Porzingis option deadline." And so we just got to go ahead and, and make this move. And so they made it, but clearly they had thoughts of trading Marcus smart before they decided to do this at the 11th hour uh, to get, get Porzingis. But I think if they could have pulled off that little deal, that would have been a good piece of business. Instead, they still have Brogdon. We'll see what happens with him. And then now they need a, a actual primary playmaker. And, you know, free agency starts uh, Saturday. SB three starts on Saturday. Can't wait, can't wait. I mean, we should probably bring up the the, the three big players. Uh, so you're you're saying we we already kind of discussed James Harden. You're saying James Harden back to the Sixers, right? Yep. I'm I'm gonna say James Harden back to the Houston Rockets. Okay. Uh, Ka- Ka- Kyrie Irvin. Where do you think he goes? Does he stay with with Dallas, Dallas. or do they do? Yeah, unfortunately, I think he's gonna. I don't. I. I. I will give y'all give y'all something. He doesn't want to be in Dallas. <laughs> he doesn't want to be in Dallas. Then if that wasn't. If there. that was. If that was. He wants. He wants a sign in trade. He wants a sign in trade. Well, and, I, and I've he heard different options. I've heard of of different options for that. Of like a Minnesota Timberwolves possibly. For for cat or even uh for Gobert, which man that would be that would be like like uh like like uh the Jordan Pool where you give him forty million dollars and then you trade him. Uh, if you if you did if you traded all your these guys for Gobert and then have to trade him the next the next year, yeah, that's that's one of the worst trades ever ever. It is already one of the worst trades ever, but it would be confirmed that it's the worst trade ever. Um. I've also heard the Clippers, which, I mean, they already put Paul George out on the block and, and were kind of optioning him. I wouldn't say it's the worst thing you put Paul George with Luka if they do a signing trade with Dallas or if you do, you know, Ky- Kyrie with Kawhi. You got a new building. You know Kyrie can sell some tickets, and he wants to be in Los Angeles, so. I don't know what Kyrie wants. I mean, you, you, that's family for you. I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take this guy. I wouldn't take this guy. I, I know Anthony Davis, like 
I know he wants to be in LA. He wants to play with LeBron and everything. I don't know what kind of deal that looks like. Do you sign and trade with D'Angelo Russell? Is that the move you you make out of this? When it comes to the Clippers, do you do you trade Paul George? Is that is that the move you're trying to make? I think he stays in Dallas. Whether they work out a sign and trade, we shall see. But I, I still I'm still picking Dallas. That, that's where I think he ends up signing with. I think they have the, they are in the front as far as the the different options he can go to, and then of course your favorite, Russell Westbrook. Oh. Where do you think he goes? Is he going to take uh, the pay cut and stay with the Clippers, or he's going to go somewhere else and make some money? I think he. I'd, it'd be hilarious to see him in Boston. Um, Dude, I when you said they need a ball handler, that's the uh, first person I thought of too be hilarious i think he finds a way to stay with the clippers because i don't know if he wants to move around so much anymore and i like he clearly liked it on the clippers they embraced him and everything russ is russ is very much family oriented and everything is he's had to move his family a lot and he likes la he always wanted to play in la that's why i was so happy to come to the lakers that's why i think he signed with the clippers when he was a free agent I think Russ maybe understands what his role kind of is, or maybe he doesn't after the playoffs when he was still out there playing his ass off while everybody else got hurt. Maybe he still feels like I could be Russell Westbrook. And if that's the case, then uh, that might be an issue. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going with the Clippers. I think he, I think he ends up staying with the Clippers. I think he goes to the Chicago Bulls. Maybe. I mean, very, very boring. They, they need a ball handler because Lonzo Balls, Lonzo Balls, not yeah. not going. He's he's not going to be there next season. Which man, Lonzo? Poor I don't know if Lonzo. That, 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 that was the smartest again. trade that the Lakers did after LeBron got there was getting rid of Lonzo Ball. I don't know if Lonzo is playing basketball ever again. Unfortunately, that's it's very sad because he was playing well for the Bulls. Like he was playing. He was. Lonzo was never going to live up to that hype that was created for him. He carved out a nice role for himself on the bulls. And I understand like as, as a draft pick that high, you're like, Oh, well you want someone better than like a nice little role player, but whatever. And the league cycles through so many players every season. If you can find yourself a nice, a nice role, no matter where you were picked, then you're doing okay for yourself. And he found himself a nice role in the bulls and they were playing well. And then once he got hurt, it was very downhill for that team. And now again, I don't know if he's going to play basketball ever again, which is very sad. It is kind of sad, man. I, I remember that hype machine that uh LeVar ball created for him. Yeah. And then he learned his lesson because he didn't do that for LaMelo and LaMelo was the, definitely the better player of the brothers. So it was, it was kind of, it was kind of weird that he didn't give the hype machine for LaMelo. I'm hoping that LaMelo gets healthy and this is not the theme of those brothers is injury prone. So hopefully he can get back on it, but it's sad to see where Alonzo is at. And it's sad to see where the bulls are at because of that, because the bulls have, have the makings to be at least a play in or a lower seed playoff team. If Lonzo was healthy. Yeah. Now they are not. 
They, they are not a playoff team. And they they made the play in. They were minutes away from beating the Heat and then I guess going to the finals. Uh, if, if you Yeah, they would have won. They, they, they would have replaced the uh, Heat. They would have done the same thing. I agree. Yeah, clearly. Clearly would have done the same thing. All right, let me send this link to our pal, Cher Delaware, and we can talk some trash reality television. Are you, what, what are you watching? Still love after lockdown, SP3? Love after lockdown and the latest seasons of uh, 90 Day Fiance, which, oh my God, 90 Day the other way this season, chef's kiss. It's some of the best messy trash reality out there. Dude, we got in one season, in one season, we got a catfish. We got, we got, we got, um, we got freaking Gino and his girl. Gino is the guy. I don't know if y'all seen the highlights for him, but Gino does never not wear his hat. He's 53 years old and he's going out with a 35 year old Colombian woman who wants to have sex all the time. And Gino can't always get it up. Oh man, it's just, it's just gold. Just so much gold on this season. But the catfish one, man, that made, that, that, that thing made me sad because he's kind of like an overweight guy and he seems like very nice. He says he's never had sex before and he was uh, talking to this girl and he was like talking about, oh yeah, we only talk on Snapchat. We never seen each other. And me and my missus looked at each other like, Oh no, we've 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 heard this too many times because we've seen every episode of Catfish together. So we're like, oh no, oh no, please let her be real. He's so he's so nice. His name's Tyree. He's like, he's so nice. Please let it be real. And then the producers, not even him, he didn't even find it out himself, Jeremy. The producers had to tell him. <laughs> like he had to tell him, it's like you're yeah, you're going out with this guy. His name is Christian, and he's the one behind the account. And then he did it was like, Yeah, we got a voice message from him. Do you want to hear from him? And then he was like, he was like, No. And then he finally went and he saw his sister and told his sister all about it. And then the sister was like, Yeah, you should probably listen to it to get closure. And they played the thing, and of course, Jeremy, of course, it's some Nigerian. It's some Nigerian playing games, saying that he's poor and he wanted to make some money. And Tyree at first was like, oh, I didn't give her that much money. And then he's like, yeah, you know, she asked me for money when we first started talking and I didn't feel comfortable. And even like when he's telling the whole story about the relationship, he's telling us like, yeah, he had to quit his job because he had to take care of his mother and he has his mother living with us because his mother's like older and she's sick. So he takes care of her full time. He had to quit his job. And then he said when he was originally talking to the girl, she asked him for money and he told her no. So then she stopped uh, talking to him for a while. So then when she they started talking again and she acted for money again he realized he was like yeah i should probably send her something and he said oh i was sending her like 50 to 100 dollars a month wow. i was like this poor this poor guy and he's been talking to her for like four years jeremy for four years oh man so as soon as he heard the voice like my name is christian and he yo he ran out of the restaurant he ran out of the restaurant his sister had to go get him like no yeah you know it's okay it's okay and stuff and then yo the next episode he's like he's like yeah i'm hoping that it's not real it's not real i'm hoping that somebody just stole her phone and is playing games like he really still wants to believe <laughs> uh... he wants to believe that he's talking 
he was like uh, it was like a mixture it was like all different catfish episodes i'd seen together in one thing it was like the the katy perry person mixed with like all the the, the sad ones who are nice people just looking for love oh man it's some some great realities of it it's probably this catfish story is probably more interesting than like 90 percent of the last three four seasons of catfish oh oh man that's that happens a lot on that show when it comes to to catfishing on 90 day fiance there was i i'm terrible with the names but there there was someone else who was talking to it it was a female and talking to this guy and she like flew over there to like meet him and everything and he just like never showed up like we never and you know the camera never went to see him and stuff sometimes they'll even have like camera people over there of like oh yeah it's really this person camera never saw him or anything like and and the daughter was like mom this is this is not this person like what are we doing the voice was completely different like he'd only say like two words people get catfish. oh oh i know i know what you're, it was the older black lady right yeah 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 yeah. yes yep. yes i know what you're talking about. i know exactly yeah. who you're talking. Yeah, I can't oh, it's, actually before, it's actually before the 90 days i i confused okay. it with 90 day the other way i i confuse all of these i'll be honest because <laughs> just too many versions of it but yeah it's 90 day the other way because gino and jasmine are really the stars of it because they've been on so many seasons and uh man gino just yo they got into an argument jeremy that me and my missus quote on a daily basis just to pop each other just to make each other laugh because he got into an argument with her right she co- he comes over to Columbia. He's staying with her. Like, he gets tired at first. Like, she wants to have sex. She's like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen you in months. And she literally, like, after they finally have sex this on this trip, she's literally told the camera, this is the eighth time in the two years and eight months that we've had sex. I was like, yo, she literally been counted. She literally is like, <laughs> like it's essentially like, one, <laughs> Slash, <laughs> like she's literally like she counted how many times they've had sex, but like she he fell asleep when she wanted to have sex with her when he when she first came, and then um the next our next day or early later that day um she wants to cook with him. So she's like, she's like, oh yeah, can you just do this? Can you um peel the potato or peel a beet? And he's like looking for a peeler he's like do you have a peeler and he literally talks like that he's like do you have a peeler and uh she's like no i just have this knife she's like it's a renovated apartment that she got so she doesn't have you know all this stuff and he was like um do you have a cutting board and she gives him a plate so he's like he has a big ass knife and he's like peeling a potato with a knife and he's just not happy he was like he was like he was like, yeah, I'm not used to doing this. I usually, you know, I have the proper equipment to, to cook. I don't think we have the proper equipment to cook. And um, she's like, she's like, come, baby, can you just do it for me? Can you just do it? So she gives him a beat. She's like, after he's done with the potato, she gives him a beat to it. And he's like, he's like, no, no, I don't want to. He was like, you don't have the proper equipment to cook. I don't think we should cook. I don't think we should cook. You don't have the proper equipment. So I literally go to my missus all the time. I was like, you don't have the proper equipment to cook. And she pops her. It pops her and makes her laugh. Because, yo, the how many times he said it, it was it was hilarious. He's like, you don't have the proper equipment. He's like standing there like a child. Like, you don't have the proper equipment to cook. 
And she's like, baby, I just want to cook. I just want to cook with you. And he's like, he was like, no. He was like, I'm going, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. She's like, why would you do this to me? She starts crying. I'm like, yo, y'all got into an argument because she didn't have a peeler. Like, this is, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. Pop. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. People, people on these shows are absolutely insane. Absolutely <laughs> Insane. These are the worst people in like humanity. Honestly, honestly, ninety day fiance, literally the worst people like in humanity. Just, I don't know how these people exist. When I watch that show, I I like, there's no way these I people don't. are real. No I don't. Way. I don't. And the fact that they're on here for years, yeah, for years for years. Like we literally can do like up top, like a top of our best 90 day people because they've been on so many years. Like, of course, Big Ed is at the top of the list. Big yes. Ed. Yeah. Shout out to Big Ed. He's the GOAT of, of 90 day fiance. Angela though. People need to, if, if you don't know about Angela, you are missing out on one of the greatest reality television stars of our generation. Angela Oh man, Angela is just pure comedy gold every time she's on the screen yelling, Michael, 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 I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> Michael, you up here cheating on me, you up here talking to this girl. Yo, when she does the tell all, you saw the last tell all, you just need to watch the last tell all. You don't even need to watch the last season with Angela, just watch the last tell all. But she comes on, she's like talking, talking crap to Usman. Usman's another one, soldier boy, another one on the on the on the top. She's like, she's like, she's like, you're you're trying to, you're trying to get, you're trying to, bro, you know, manipulate my Michael. Michael, you've been he's been talking to you, you've been manipulating him, getting girls for him. She's like, look at me, I'm old. Real, look at my titties. <laughs> Goes right to the camera. Goes right to the camera. Look at my titties. Michael. Angela and Big Ed should date. Could you imagine oh. that combo? Anytime they interact with each other, I pop. I pop every time. Mm-hmm. The best interactions is Angela with Big Ed, Big Ed with Colty and Debbie. Big yeah. Ed with Colty and Debbie when they went at it on the tell-all. Oh man, that's one of my favorite reality television moments ever. Oh, <laughs> so great, so great. There's our pal Cher Delaware. Hello, Cher Delaware. Hello. We are Cher. You wearing a hot dog shirt? It's a FT hot dog. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> We were talking trashy reality television. Uh, SB Theory is telling us about 90 Day Fiance. I was, uh, we were watching Temptation Island, the new season, and the Big D, where divorcees fuck in front of each other, which uh, is a tremendous piece of, oh, it's, both of these shows are awful. Um, they haven't quite picked up yet. Like, we're, we're two episodes into both. I'm terrible with, uh, with names and everything. If the wife is watching, I'm sure she'll message me some names. Um, I'm terrible with the names though, but on the big D, if you have like sort of trauma stuff, like triggers, that show is going to get you because there's a lot of like, you can see the abuse kind of playing out on screen of like just the men, the men are on both of these shows are awful, but just like, you didn't do this. Like, why'd you put me in this position? And it's like, 
what are you talking about, dude? These are just terrible, terrible men. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass. <laughs> fair, honestly, fair. Uh, they're gonna get, they're gonna get much trashier though with the hooking up and just the, but yeah, some of the the trauma triggers are clearly very there. Uh, and but they do kick people off of the big D, which is nice. Of like, oh, this guy sucks, and all right, good, get him out of here. We never have to see him again. So that is one good thing about that show there is Both are, there's not enough money that they could pay me to be stuck in a home with my ex-husband like, fair that, uh, some of, some of these couples like they're the divorces are a little fresh and then uh there's at least one couple where the divorce was a little bit longer on it and so it's not quite as fresh um but but yeah, they're some of them are still like trying to get back together. Others are clearly moved on. Others are like trying to move on, but they can't because their now ex is there with them. Type of well, thing. Like other people, yeah, yeah. It's very messy, very messy show. And Temptation Island is its usual messiness. That hasn't gotten that messy yet. But this thing with the Temptation light that goes off when your other is hooking up in the other villa. And so then all you got to do is sit around, you watch this light go off and you're wondering, oh, wait, is my boyfriend, girlfriend hooking up over there? Like, is that what's happening? That's when that's going to get messy. I can't watch that show because it makes me so mad because what kind of dumbass is going on a show called Temptation? And then you're getting mad because you went on yeah. a show called Temptation Island where people- oh, it's don't wear clothes and the whole premise of the show is for them to cheat on you and you're like how dare you cheat on me like it, the wife the wife and i had a discussion of because we watched the ultimatum as as well and i think she asked like you know what's like the the worst part like which one would you like rather not do the ultimatum or temptation island like the ultimatum the premise isn't necessarily hey let's go cheat on each other it's just like, oh, I want to get married. You don't want to get married. Let's go on this show and be around other couples in this same position. Maybe by being with this person in a trial marriage for three weeks, we discover something else about ourselves. But in that, you may not find, you might just become friends and like actually grow and learn or whatever. Temptation Island, it's literally in the title of let's go here, be separated for three weeks. And then we have 10 singles who are trying to screw up our relationship like the premise of the ultimatum is not hey we're trying to screw up your relationship we're we're just trying we love this person but we need to yeah the ultimatum the ultimatum you're on the edge of probably breaking up anyway like yeah i mean if you're on any of these shows you're on the edge of breaking. (laughs) let's be honest very true very true let's be honest that's true. If you are on a reality show when you are in a relationship and the point or part of the premise of the reality show is let's separate you from the person you came here with and pair you with someone else. You're on the edge of breaking up. Like that's just what it is. I'm just imagining, I mean, I've been single for a very long time, but I'm just imagining approaching my partner and being like, Hey, so I've got this really good idea. I think we should go on this show where we're separated and people are trying to fuck us, but we can't fuck them. Like. How's that conversation? Let me see. 
<laughs> Hold on. I, I can't. I can't. I cannot. All of the wife in here. All of these I'm going to bring the wife in here good. and just be like, just be like, hey, what if we went on this show? I just, I think that my favorite people on the show are the people that are singles. That they're like, hey, we're going to pay you to come on here and fuck a bunch of people. Oh, like they know their Temptation Island. Like they just know their job. It's like, yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. I'm here. I'm like, here to is, screw over your relationship. That is quite a career. I wonder what they list that on is on LinkedIn. What's their occupation? I ruin relationship ruiner. Relationship ruiner professional yeah. fucker. Yeah, professional relationship ruiner. Good money if you can get it, I guess. You know? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Pretty good that'll stuff. Be, that'll be my next career step. <laughs> professional relationship ruiner. You ruin your own relationships. You 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 date like five hundred men, you break up with them. Exactly. Oh. You're really you're a professional relationship ruiner. Yeah, you're I'm already a professional there. relationship haver. Serial. <laughs> <laughs> you're a serial relationship haver. I, I am a serial dater, is what I am. <laughs> For someone that does not date. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my god. are you watching any trashy reality television that you want to update us on? I have not watched any TV at all. Fair. Honestly fair. Just sleep. That's what we should you need, all do. You need to watch Love After Lockup and 90 Day Fiance. I was just telling Jeremy, before the 90 days might be the best season ever. Best season ever. They had a catfish share. They had a catfish that got discovered. And it's a Nigerian that was playing games with this poor defenseless tirade who who is who is kind of overweight and he's never had sex in his life. He literally oh, no. admitted that. And oh, no. he was he was dating this woman, Carmela. And he quit his job to take care of his mom that was sick, and he was still sending money to her to find out. And then he tells the whole story. He's like, oh, I only talked to her on Snapchat. No, we've never done a phone call. We've never done a video call. <laughs> and the producers, the producers had to tell him, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah, unfortunately, we have to tell you, you've been catfished. See, there comes a point where I'm just not sympathetic anymore. <laughs> it's like the people on Twitter who are like, I sent Alexa Bliss $4,000 and now she won't talk to me. Do you think Alexa Bliss needs your $4,000? Like, oh, but it doesn't hurt. Use your brain. <laughs> I mean, he, was like, he was like, I thought I thought that was the fee to talk to her. Oh my God. <laughs> and then they like call him out, like, you scammed me. No, you're stupid. Like, <laughs> I felt bad for him because he was the nicest guy ever. Like I felt so so bad, even though all everything he was saying, it was like, yeah, he's probably getting catfish. I was like, me and me and the missus is just like, we really hope he, he this is girl is real. We really hope she's real. And then like two episodes in, they told her it wasn't real. So we have a catfish on this season. You got Gino and and his girl, Gino and and Jasmine, where Gino is fifty three and Jasmine is thirty five and jasmine wants to have sex all the time and gino doesn't 
because he has anxiety and he get he got mad at her for not having the proper equipment. You don't have the proper equipment to uh to to cook. You don't have the you don't have a peeler. Oh, you don't have a cutting I board. Were, I thought you were talking about. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I said it. I said it in that way. You said it no up very well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> you got that? You have a deaf person on the show. The first deaf person in ninety day history. Oh my god! Like this is like they got all they they have a they have a transgender woman in the in Australia going out with this guy in America. Like oh my god! It's just like I was like yo they put they put the most diverse season of ninety days ever before the ninety days this season. I'm telling y'all, one of the best seasons of the ninety days ever. I love it, love take your word for it. <laughs> love after lockup though y'all just need to watch it y'all just need to watch love after lockup because it could be having fights he be having simps let me tell you about this simp named deontay deontay was going out with this girl uh i, for- I forget the girl's name but yeah he's going out with this girl this dude gave her five thousand dollars the day she got out of jail and then the girl didn't even really want to kiss him or anything like that. But he gave her the $5,000. He's been paying her while she was in jail for like, he said he was, he spent like $30,000 on her when he, she was in jail. In jail, he was spending $35,000 on her. Uh, she wouldn't, she wouldn't sleep with him or anything when she got out of jail. Then one night she, um, he took her to, to meet his mother, right? Takes her to meet her mother, and then she goes to the, her house. He drops her off at her house afterwards, and she stays on the porch. So, you know, they do the confessional where he's like, yeah, she never stays on the porch. So he, yo, he did a stakeout. Dude did a stakeout. He put her around the block. He put her around the block, and he sat there. And then homegirl's ex-boyfriend came and picked her up. And well, he, he, got, he gets out the car. He gets out the car. He's like, how could you do that to me? I spent all this money on you. You met my mom, bro. You met my mom. Listen. <laughs> he starts going to his car. He's like, I got you shoes. He throws the shoes. He's like, I bought you this teddy bear. He throws the teddy bear at this shit was gold. Oh my god! I was like, "This is peak. This is this is everything I wanted in a reality show." Like, oh my god! And then she was like, "Yeah, I was just gonna go out with my my ex boyfriend, but because Deontay did all of all of that, I slept with him." <laughs> oh man! And then Deontay was still paying her, still trying to go out with her afterwards. Then she meets up with her ex girlfriend. And guess what her ex-girlfriend... There's, there's no way this can be real. There's, there's, there's no this is like a fucking mad lib. It's all planned. It's all scripted no and planned. No, it's not. It's real life. Love, that was love. I had to lock up with them. They and got they SB3 have, hooked. No, I got the copy. They got this life after lockup. This than a wrestling storyline. They got life after lockup where the girl is with her new girlfriend, right? The girlfriend asks her to marry him. Deontay, she's still hitting up Deontay to get money because she's just like, oh, what if we had like a three-way relationship where Deontay, you know, give me money. Will you be all right with that? Talking to the girlfriend. And the girlfriend's just like, 
right? Whatever. She's like, I'm not working. So if that's what you got to do to get your <laughs> money, they, they, yeah, they, <laughs> like, they get into a whole argument when they try to talk about the polyamorous uh, relationship. So that didn't work out. Then the girlfriend asked the girl to get married and Deontay falls, finds out about it from social media. And he's like uh, telling his mom and his best friend, like, what if I go to the wedding? I don't know if I should go to the wedding. They was like, it was like, go to the wedding. What are you stupid? What are you yes. stupid? Like, what are he you is. doing? He's very clearly stupid. So, so dude goes to the goose goes to the wedding, but he hides. He hides behind a tree. He hides behind All a right. Tree. This no, this is not this is not real. I'm with you. This is not he real. Hides, he hides behind a tree. He's watching it from afar. So they get married. The girlfriend. This isn't real. The girlfriend, and I wish it wasn't. I wish this wasn't a TV show, but it is. It's cold. This oh, is what they were trying fake. to do with Dominic Mysterio. This was the storyline <laughs> they were trying to write. The oh, fake she TV gets show. married. This is not she real. gets married with the girlfriend, right? So, <laughs> got me in tears reenacting this. So, they come. They come and they get married. And he's hiding behind a tree. They literally walk by him, like they didn't see him. This dude's wearing like a like a burgundy suit. Is he dressed burgundy as a suit. tree? I mean, yeah. how no, <laughs> <see> <laughs> no, because he's dark as hell, and it was dark outside. He's dark as hell, but he's wearing like a burgundy suit with a black shirt. And they walk by him. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> the girl's like, "No, why are you here?" Why are you here right now? So the girls, the girlfriend is just for the wedding too. <laughs> Maybe the, the 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 girlfriend tells him like, "Would you like if I showed up at your wedding?" He was like, "I wouldn't want you to come anywhere near me." So why are you here? And he does like this to him. Yo, they start fighting. He's grabbing, grabbing the girlfriend. He doesn't want to hit the because he knows it's a girl. He's like grabbing the girlfriend by the head and stuff. They get into a whole tussling. The security and and the producers have to separate them. Yo, this. Deontay, look it up. Deontay, oh, from from Love After Lockup. I gotta Gold. tell you, not one bit of that made me want to watch that though. <laughs> 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 gotta see it. It's great. It's great stuff. Great no. Stuff. My gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna try to watch this show. I gotta live what SB3 is experiencing here. <laughs> Because it sounds awful, but also it sounds yeah. amazingly awful. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing, awful, trash reality. Some of yeah. the greatest, some of the greatest simps that makes David from 90 Day Fiance. If y'all know David, y'all know he's the ultimate simp in reality television history. They got people that compete with him. They got people that can be spend ninety thousand dollars. This dude named Scott spent ninety thousand dollars on his girlfriend while she was in prison, and he tells the girl's daughter, and the girl's daughter was like, "You know, she spent all of that on drugs, right? So you just enabled my mom to be a drug addict." He was, she was like telling the camera, "Like, I don't want my mom anywhere near this guy." Oh, <laughs> uh, sounds awful. All of this just sounds awful, but. Thank you for updating on all of that, SP3. That's what I'm here for. Yes, yes. All right, everybody. Let's get out of here. Cher <laughs> is just done. Just done. Trey says he can vouch for this this mess. Uh, oh, there you go. Um, yes, oh, even right. over Colty. Even over Colty. <laughs>
Shout out, Laura. Do you have anything to plug? Um, in about an hour, new stickers will be up on tackytherapy.com. So check that out. Um, probably don't follow me on Twitter because I've been very mean to people on there lately. Um, uh, I think that that's it. All right. Oh, watch uh, Jeremy twerk at the end of the show last week. I was going to say, I'm not doing it again today. I already broke my monitor last week. Yeah, sure. Watch me twerk. Sure. Uh, SV3, do you have anything to plug? Follow me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3 and watch Love After Lockup and Life After Lockup <laughs> and, and, and Love Dread Lockup. It's some of the best reality television. We got to get royalty. Oh, my God. I, I'm plugging. Show. Yes, I want to be sponsored by Love After Lockup. It's entertained me and my missus for weeks now. For weeks. We've loved it. We've loved it. Um, But, yeah, check out True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We're going live in two hours at 1.05 p.m. Eastern time with our Money in the Bank preview with myself, Romeo, and special guest, Ella J. So join us for that. Is he right. drunk, Romeo, or hungover, Romeo? No, that's JJ. No, no, no that's know, JJ. But I'm asking oh. about Romeo. Oh. No, Romeo, Romeo, Romeo is 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 alright. He's biased, but he's but he's responsible. So he's biased. Responsible Romeo. Yeah, he's biased, Romeo. Biased, biased Romeo. Okay. <laughs> responsible Romeo is is what he is. Uh, tell Ella J to have better food takes. That's my only request because her food takes are awful. Um, just eat, show up eating a bunch of like chocolate mint stuff, SB3. I don't know if you have anything in the house, but just like show up and just like start eating that and see if it, it, uh, it, it, it disgusts her in any way. She doesn't like mints. She doesn't like like chocolate mint. I don't either. Oh my gosh. Y'all are. Here's our new sponsor. Peanut butter M&Ms. Those aren't bad. These are called the party size. I've yeah. ate all of them myself. <laughs> I do those Skittles. I'll just pop Skittles like all day. Just green apple Skittles for Athena, please. Green apple? That sounds good. Yeah, that 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 she she says she needs green apple Skittles when she wins. That sounds good. I got uh, some Reese's. I was gonna say cooking in the freezer, but I got some Reese's in the in the freezer right now. That's the best freezer Reese's. All right, everybody. Uh, fight overbooked. Watch all of our stuff please, including Tag Talk, where we now have official ownership of this background. But unfortunately, Tag Talk's on hiatus for the next month. So we'll be using this background a lot to to keep the name of Tag Talk alive. All the other shows we have going on as well, please. Uh, All right, so Ace Shock, Cotton Candy Oreos. I can't find those. I would like to find those. I want to try them. Uh, they sound very good. But last time I went to the grocery store, which was a couple of days ago, I could not find them. Very sad. But I'm I'm eating all my mint Oreos. I think I'm going to be in an Oreo eating contest next week on air. So, yeah. Against a professional wrestler. I'm sure that'll go great for me. More details if you watch In the Weeds. All right, everybody. We'll be back next week talking NBA. Free agency starts this weekend. You can follow us on Twitter, and we'll have some free agency NBA talks myself and SP3. Bye, everyone. Enjoy your day. Goodbye, everybody.